for me, Americanski. Shit! Welcome! Golden Globus Theater, you know that scream very well. We all know well, that, that scream. Well, right? you know that scream isn't uh, Donald Trump crying his conservative tears. No, it we wouldn't just be that manly. literally an hour or two ago that he's officially lost the election. He is officially lost. But those screams can only come from a real man, a real American. A real American, for, for real, for real. A real American hero. One that actually went to Vietnam. This yeah. is actually documentary footage of him over in Vietnam. This is his yeah. life story. It's autobiographical. Yeah. He had bone spurs, and he still went over there. Right. He's like yeah. bone spurs, moan schmurs. Yeah. I don't he's, give a fuck. He's only got two fingers, too, but he still was out there firing guns off. Doesn't That's he all you call? need. That's all, all you need. need. You need one. Reb makes no excuses, unlike a certain former president at this point. Yeah, we're talking about Reb Brown. Not the whiner-in-chief. Or as his mother calls him, Reptavius Zechariah Brown. Ooh. Oh, man. That's his full name. That's full his government name. name. Government name. <laughs> this is... um. Well, you know, last week we did American Ninja 4, which ended up being a complete snoozer of a movie. Yeah, put me to sleep. Due to coffee, and then you got fucking uh, David Bradley in there. I shouldn't have had a whole fucking urn. Urn? Of, uh, I don't know, what do you call a container of coffee? Uh, just, uh, you mean the plastic container they would come in? Well, not mean, a mug, like the whole thing. Yeah, pot. They would just say a pot uh, of coffee. Yeah, you're right. Exactly right. Pot yeah. of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, they call it they call it urn too. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But I think you're. It's more commonly. I just pot of coffee's better. When you say urn, I imagine under Paul Bear well, holding up an urn. Watching wrestling, so all you, your whole frame of reference is wrestling. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. That pot of Dudikoff. I should not have had that before. I because uh, it was decaf Dudikoff. So it put me to sleep. Why do you keep the bit? Was that the Dudikoff put you to sleep? So that would make decaf Dudikoff put me more to sleep. <laughs> Oh, my God. The I don't of, remember the bits we do. This is over a year ago. I, I'm I, supposed to remember. Oh, oh. Listen to this shit. I, I know you don't, and I think that's a detriment to you. Um, Murray, again, last week's snoozer. But there was a theme that's bridging these two episodes, which is a, just fascinating. It's blowing my mind. Okay. Thunderdome. How does Thunderdome work in these two movies, you ask? Well, well, well I'm asking it you. Was a, <laughs> it was a huge hit movie so people you know we we've learned italians just in the 80s just ripped off other hit movies and yeah. we, there's a lot of rip-offs in this there movie. is you would never have noticed it's ba- it's you can barely it's, it's tell. very subtle but it's very uh, subtle <laughs> we also should point out that uh i think we've, we do this every time we do an italian movie but you might be new to our show so we'll point out that in italy at least these b-grade movies they did not record sound while they were filming they just did the pictures. So you'd have people speaking Italian to, to people speaking English to people speaking wherever the fuck they're from. Mm-hmm. And then they would do it in post. So we notice it's very obvious. We know the call of a rebel yell. Oh, yeah. Well, know. a true rebel yell hits you deep. Like, you know, it, it, it go. It's like bass where you feel it. You know, it goes into yeah. your soul and you, you get that American pride. Right. There's a lot of bogus rebel yells. In there really this movie is. And it, it really disappointed. Me. It, it's hard. So. While it doesn't live up to the reputation of most Reb movies, uh, it still it still works. Uh, the Thunderdome connection we're talking about, of course, last week you have the cool portion of right. uh, uh, Thunderdome. Barter Town. You get some Barter Town in there. You get, you get you get all like the makeshift armor and weapons and everything. This movie. <laughs> you get the shitty second half. Well, you briefly get it though. Very briefly. Briefly, thank you. Again. 
subtly borrows some things from other movies. Yes. Very subtly. You you blink, you'll miss it. No big deal. Right. Oh, now, Murray, I need. I want to do a little story time with you. Yeah. I, I Obviously, you, you've been chomping at the bit. I told you on your way over, you drove 50 minutes all the way over here just thinking, I can't wait to hear this grocery story from Griff. Yeah. So I go into the grocery store. They're big fans of ours, I'm by the way. I'm riveted. Big fans. Gro- all the whole grocery store? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're kind of the same. We're both heroes. We're first responders. Yes. We're ne- essential workers. Exactly. And I so- don't want to do this yet. Much like Trump didn't want to be in Erie, Pennsylvania, and he told his followers that, I don't want to do this shit. That but- motherfucker, if he shows up to any of the places he's... And guess he- what? He lost Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So. If he shows up to any of the places he said, I'll never show up here again if I lose... <laughs> If that motherfucker shows up, I hope I hope someone stabs him. Like you said, you weren't coming back. Anyways, I walk into that goddamn grocery store. Big fans of ours. No mask on. I hear refused. A, I hear a record scratch, and then ooga chaka, ooga chaka, ooga 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 chaka. They played David Hasselhoff's version of "Hooked on a Feeling." Well, of course they did. And everybody, all the employees, dropped what they were doing to clap as I walked through. It's amazing. That's the grocery wow. story. I'm, I'm glad you're getting some some love from the people. Yeah, I had to threaten people with a Ginty movie to get anything going <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Which, by the way, you still have time to let us know what you want us to do for Thanksgiving. We're going to whittle it down to four films, but you can give me as many suggestions as you want on Twitter at G&G Theater. Now, you define the rules for this. So it's like, is this anything goes? People can suggest any movie? Or well, are you trying to keep it well, narrow? Well, a- action, obviously. Yeah. Okay. I mean. So if people. If, I mean, I would like people to keep it in the 80s, 90s region. Yeah. but In I mean, our wheelhouse. Even if you do, I, it's not like I'm, we won't pick it. So it doesn't matter. That's true. Know? We come down to the We get to and... decide the top four. But then you guys get to say. Unlike this fraud of an election you guys get to decide and all your votes count for our thanksgiving <laughs> we're, episode we're not gonna waste taxpayer monies with recounts no, well we might i might have to get some donations you might have get to. this going there might be a recount should we get in we got a lot to fucking get into so we should we just go to the trailer i you and... know it's crazy that this movie came out to three three and a half pages of notes because <laughs> no. it's it's a 90 minute movie it's just you thought a simple Reb war movie, him shooting, yelling. <laughs> I know. I was I had the same amount of my notes. Like I was like I was writing in the margins and shit. I was like, I just want this on one page. I know. And, and I couldn't do it. You were very concerned because our hero, Reb Brown's name in this movie is Michael Ransom. And you text me, <laughs> if you write down fucking uh Michael, I'm gonna murder you. Right, because he's never referred to as Michael yeah. ever in this movie. It's always ransom. Except in the credits where it just says Michael. Without without really? a last name. <laughs> it just says only Michael. Re- only referred to him as ransom, put Michael. Even in the, the people, his friends just call him American. They don't even call him yes. by his first oh, name. Oh, because he he befriends a bunch of Vietnamese people and they all call him American. Because that's the highest that's the highest compliment you can get. I mean, if I wanted to get someone into this movie, I would have said, hey, there is a very tasteful white face in this movie. A whole town of white face. White face is always tasteful. <laughs> but yeah, it's, let's go into the trailer. All right. Well, Griff, you know, Rebster's, I say, Rebster's Dictionary refines, ah! as the last time you hear before you die. But I define it as the, so- the sound you want to hear. And you're watching a Red Brown movie. So get ready for some screaming. 
and get ready for strike command. Major. This Ransom. Is he really that good? There's no one who can touch him in your whole damned army. great trailer did we look there's a trailer yeah there. it's, there's a, it's a trailer, a trailer. and it, you're gonna swear griff put it together because it's just it's just rap <laughs> screaming for two minutes but it's, no it's like i don't know if it's an official one but it's on youtube it's so like you can find this movie on youtube it's horrible yeah. quality it's a yeah. vhs i have it on dvd and it's horrible quality so um oh yeah they did it was one of those four pack dvds it was th- 10 movies for 10 bucks 10 movies for 10 bucks i got a there's some other ones on there I got to crack into. That's the only one I've watched so far. There's even uh, like I went to Amazon Prime and they're like it's not available in your country. So they Amazon has it, but they don't make it available Trump, to the U.S. Trump was blocking it because he, he knew if people watched that they would have voted against them. You think? <laughs> I bet it's available now. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go check it again. So we're just thrown right into the the fray. Like I was just saying when I turned the movie on because I have it on DVD. I was like, did I push a button? Did I skip a scene? Because yeah. you're in the middle of a scene. Maybe Ava's chewing on the remote or something. Yeah, she, could do, she probably did that. Yeah. And so it's Reb and, and Strike Command. His, his team, he's the leader of Strike Command. Yep. And they're they're behind a fence. They're, kind of, they're breaking in a depot. Oh, yeah. And just, just to make it clear, Strike Command... Is a step above, you know, the Delta Force, it's the cream of the crop, the Red Faction. Uh, it's just any one-man army, anything Chuck Norris has ever been a part of in the military. This is better uh, than it. Yes, you know, of course it is. What's Rebel? You know, so they're c- taking about ten minutes to cut through this chain link fence. I think I could do it faster than what they. Uh, they 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 can kill in a second, but that's they're one Achilles' heels fences. Yes, that slows them down. So there's a searchlight constantly going on them, back and forth, and they just go, slide down. They won't see us. Yeah. And then they cut this giant fucking hole. Usually, you just cut like a line, and you just squeeze through. No, they cut a giant fucking hole in this Yeah, they fence. did the cartoon hole instead of... I, did, I didn't think about that. You could just cut a per- parallel line, or yeah. you know, a straight line, vertical <laughs> line. And that would be the smart thing, because then no one yeah. would notice a giant hole. It but would... apparently, they had the guy with like fucking nearsightedness or whatever running the fucking searchlight because he's he's blasting them with a light like thanks yeah. so i can see what i'm doing and he doesn't notice them i mean maybe they heard that the strike commandos are coming and they knew rebel oh. yell let them so they were like well we'll just hear the motherfucker from a mile away because he can't silence that you know it's oh. just he's got to yell it he's out there. Be who, he's be who he is, it's man. his tourettes so you know you're <laughs> gonna hear it when he gets excited but yeah, they, it's dark as fuck. You got that spotlight hitting them. Doesn't notice the cartoon size hole in the fucking <laughs> fence. So they're just sneaking around doing the do 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 planning do, 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 do. C4. planning C four everywhere. And then we cut back to the scumbag Colonel Hot Dog Radic. 
I mean, we're getting the scumbag vibe. We're, well, yeah. Well, he's we're speaking in hindsight here. Let's, notice let's, how like he's sweating in every scene he's in. He is. Well, they are in Vietnam, and he is in full fatigues. So. Well, it's him and Major Harrison. I think Harriman was his name. Harriman. Okay. And Harriman is cool, calm, and collected because he believes in strike command. Okay. Raddick jealous as fuck because I guess he's like an Air Force guy because because Harriman even says. We're having to do this because your Air Force guys couldn't get it done. Ooh. Now we're sending in strike command. Oh, okay. So you can tell there's tension between these two. Yeah, okay. That builds in later, too, because he's always talking about, I sent my best guys over, Raddick, that is, and they can't get the job done, so no one. I even sent, I even sent, I can't think of Michael Dudikoff's <laughs> fucking name. Joe Armstrong? Joe Armstrong. I can't. Joe Marshall is Samurai Cop, right? Yes. I was getting the two confused. So, yeah, Joe Armstrong. I sent Joe Armstrong over there, and he couldn't get the job done. So no one can do it. So he's just like, these guys, they got uh, – he's, he's he's ready to call off the mission right now. They just got in. Yeah. And the guy's like, they got four minutes, all right? Can you blame him, though? <laughs> the spotlight, everybody can seize them. They're all like, how are these motherfuckers not noticing? That's how amazing Straight Command is. They're like Predator. They just fucking blend into their surroundings. I mean, we see it multiple times in this movie. Rebel is a master of camouflage. Exactly. One minute, he's in like... He's a Swamp Thing he, costume. He, yeah, one minute, he's he's in a Skittle <laughs> ninja outfit. The next minute, he's a Swamp Monster. Like, Amazing. So while they're sneaking in, we get this very tasteless, of course, these are Italians, watermelon thievery joke from the one black guy in Strike Command. Like, this reminds me of now stealing watermelons. They're like, Dude, we got we to hear that. Come on. So this is great. This was my favorite part. <laughs> they're sneaking around to all these little outposts, like we mentioned, C4 and all that. And Reb actually gets noticed. Our fearless leader, Reb. Was just wandering around like it looked like Trump when he walks around the White House front lawn. Like, where am I supposed to go again? Like, copter, car. He's just wandering in a circle. And a Vietnamese soldier, you know, one of the Viet Cong, the Charlies, is apparently I forgot yeah. they called them that. Yeah. Stops somebody. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" This is Red Brown. He's six five. He's three hundred fifty five pounds. You you would remember if there was a giant amongst you know your your core here in the outpost, but. Rab, he speaks ver- perfect Vietnamese with not an American accent, with a Vietnamese accent. So they're just oh, like, that's tough. oh, motherfucker. Griff can't do that accent. I can't even do that accent. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. So, yeah, he just says like, hey, no problem. Just taking a piss, dog. And the guy's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was so worried. I was so worried. Okay. <laughs> you want to finish Who that can't... thought? No, that was it. <laughs> Oh, right. he yeah. throws a knife into the guy's throat, doesn't I, he? I totally forgot. I thought he just walked away. <laughs> and then there's an intense <laughs> game of dominoes going on in the rec room of this place. <laughs> I totally so, forgot about the knife kill. So Rev just runs in. is like, room for another. And then he starts killing motherfuckers in this rec room. These guys are on break. Come on. Let them finish their goddamn domino game. Yeah. It was, uh, was it domino or was it Mahjong? It was dominoes. Okay. And uh, then he finishes planting some more C4. We see this close-ups of a hand putting some C4 everywhere. Yeah. Some, and then outside where Raddick and Harriman are, they got the old-fashioned, like, uh, Wile E. Coyote, like, explosive, like the box with the handle you push down. Yeah, the few Somehow that's that, that as a remote option or something because it's it's the c4 has no wires coming off yeah of they are building the wire system to it we <laughs> see one of the guys running around with the box to go to the safe place where all of his crew are 
But uh, while he's running, you know, we get back to Raddick, and he's like, he's, again, calling it off. we got to call this off. And then Harriman just puts a finger up against his lip. Shh, shh. It's Ransom's call. Yeah. And then you just see the jealousy burning in Raddick's eyes. But then we cut back down to our action down below at the outpost. And they started shooting the people in the outpost? No, yeah, they killed them silently. They hit them yeah. with a knife. And maybe one of them walked away. Because there was two in there, and I only saw one knife kill. So the other guy must have fucked off the pee or something. I don't know. But he comes back, and he spots an American soldier, somebody in Strike Commando. We already know Rebels. he was the watermelon thief guy. It must have been. We already know Rebels carelessly wandering about like an idiot. So I I don't know. I want to say the legitimacy of Strike Commando is uh, uh, in limbo right now. Because this guy's just doing circles, too. (laughs) It's like a bad NPC in a video game. Because they, 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 their command, they got, we got dueling commanding officers. They don't know what's up or down anymore. Can they? I mean, they're not radio into those people. I don't. Maybe they are. I don't know. There's no excuse. All I know is the watermelon thief gets what's coming to him because he gets shot. And of course, you hear gunfire in the middle of the night. Everybody, the alarm has been raised. So fucking Radix, like, push that fucking lever. How did it get to him? Again, this is where it's like I don't know. we see the guy running with the plunger. Apparently, because we didn't even mention this. This takes place in Vietnam in the 70s. This is a Vietnam War movie. I didn't even know that until I finished the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, this is this was in the past? Yeah. So apparently they had remote control technology. I don't know. That's the only way. Wi-Fi. I don't know what's going on. So why were they setting up the wire system if they had I a remote detonation for all know. these bombs? We're seeing all the outposts just fucking blowing up. We see a couple of the strike commandos running away. You're like, God, I hope one of those is because otherwise this movie's over. And then we do see Reb, and he just barely gets blown into a river. Like, shit! <laughs> Flies into the river, and, just, and the next thing you know, we just see a... Tangle of seaweed just floating down a river. Yeah, we get the long credit opening, and we're just going. Like they, they just like put the camera on a little raft and let it go down. This uh, I want to point out: this movie was directed by Vincent Dawn, who is the uh, stage, not stage name, but like when he doesn't want to put his real name, Bruno Matai, Schlockmaster Bruno Matai, who also directed another movie we did, Rats: Night of Terror. Shit. Okay. So you know you're in good hands with some schlock. Yeah. When Bruno Matai is involved. So, yeah, so we just see this long credit. We just see some some seaweed just floating down the rapids. Yep. And we're like, I guess that's Reb. I don't fucking know. I mean, it, 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 you just have to assume. And you he, just have to assume. He, then the seaweed just clunks into a pier. Nothing good happens on piers. We know that. Yeah, we know. But this but time it, it does. This is a really short one. I would consider it a dock. You okay. called it a pier, though? You're right. It is a dock. So you got this. And there's a kid sitting on the dock of the bay. Sweet, innocent, probably like 11 years old, just fishing, you know, waiting for Jean-Claude to go by on his canoe. So <laughs> Give him some can, flowers. Yeah, he give gives, him flowers. He gives Jean-Claude flowers. <laughs> yes. But he's actually fishing, and he's got a fish, and the, the smile on his face, like the innocence. Oh, I want that innocence. Even though his village, as we're about to find out, has been like just ravished by by you know some kind of Viet Cong force or something, he's just delighted well, by he catching a fish. He sees that beautiful white skin, and he's just like American. I must save him. So he somehow he picks up three. You say three hundred fifty pound. Red I Brown? said 350 pounds. I mean, he's getting right. taller by the minute in this movie. It's like so. Andre the Giant. Every year he just gets bigger. At this point, he's 6'6". <laughs> so he's 6'6", 353 pounds. The kid picks him up, man. He puts him in a fireman carry. Next thing you know, we're in. We, 
we just we're, uh, we're doing a POV shot of Reb and his eyes open. And, and what is Reb? The first thing Reb does when he wakes up in the morning? Yeah! Exactly. And then he <laughs> falls out of this place he's at. And this is where we get the the uh, Thunderdome homage because it's straight out of Thunderdome. Well, this is interesting. They hung him upside down by his ankle. Exactly. Just like in Thunderdome. They, oh, they, did they? The exact same scene happens in Thunderdome. Shit. So they no no they didn't hang him they I think they tied him there in case he rolled out of the place must have been. hurt himself yeah obviously I thought they were I'm sorry I thought they were cannibals it, it was not bungee cords no they weren't doing bungee shit in the Vietnam War well yeah no I thought I thought I thought they were cannibals at first the villagers of course because you're a racist uh, but, and yeah. so and it's an Italian movie so you they usually have cannibals so <laughs> am I excused then my no you're never excused. Okay. And then, I'll, and then you notice they're all wearing this tasteful white face in honor of their guest. Yes, they put on white face. Yes, and much like the weird kid from Thunderdome, but everybody in the village does it here. Yeah, the goth kid from Thunderdome is by himself. This is what I imagine all the John Boltons and Dick Cheney's think when they go invade another country to you know just help them out, not overthrow liberate. a government. Yeah, liberate, help them with democracy, all that kind of thing. They're the they're the people who probably wrote this scene for the movie because these villagers and they're led by a French. Well, they man. did go, Captain Walker, Captain Walker, and they're like, oh, they're like bowing. They got a shit. they got a record that they like to play. It's got a whole story on it, a laser disc that projects onto a wall with a the, Flintstone the, the, bird. The, the, the video, video. And yeah, so they're just worshiping the fuck out of him. Yeah, the white man came to save us all. I can't wait. But it's true. So good. He's gonna. He's the savior. They go into some South Park jokes. White man penis so big. Our penis not that big. And then one guy who's not too impressed because he's white too. Father Francois shows up, who looks very familiar. Where have I seen this guy? Very, very. Last time I saw this guy, he was on a trapeze. In Yoa, he's the man. <laughs> yes, it's fucking Reb Brown when he was yours friend from your yeah. old guy there. It's, it's crazy. I didn't make the connection until the second time I was watching this movie. And it was just like, holy shit, that's the trapeze old man. That's amazing. Right. And then I made it. It wasn't until Murray sat down in front of him here <laughs> that I was like, wait a minute. Reb was your. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ! So his name's so he's Father Francois, I guess. Uh, France, the because uh, you know Vietnam was a French colony at one time, so French oh, okay. people were around there. They made some sense of this story, and I guess he's like trying to convert these heathens to get the godly ways. I don't know. Well, uh, I caught the story more about this village the second time through because they were ran out of their the real village, okay. even though they were like in an Ewok village at this point. Okay. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, but they were a little like. Uh, it sounded like they were a Catholic town or something because why? What was that? What the French people would probably be? Uh, Catholic? Yeah, yeah, I think they're Catholic. Yeah. So Francois was there to help with the uh, Catholicism. He was like an ambassador or whatever, and they got run out missionary. of their missionary. Thank you. They got run out of the village where they would do, do all their praying and missionary stuff and all that. So now they're living in Ewok village. Uh, this okay. is not their well, actual town. Why is that? What forced them out, Griff? What forced them out? Uh, well, Murray, you're not gonna believe this. You're not well. Can we get to before we get the scoop down on this? They have to put Reb to the test. We'll get to the scoop here, but we got to first put Reb to the test. So they bring out a Viet Cong soldier. That's right. And they're like, "White man, kill your enemy. Do kill, what you do best. Kill this demon." And Reb, Reb's just like, "No, he's unarmed. That's right. not how we do it around here. We send him to Gitmo, 
and we tase the fuck out of his testicles. That's how we do it. And they're like, we don't have time for that shit. Yeah, so he's, he's a demon. We got to eradicate Lau's him. sister, she, she's got a gun. She's like, Let me, this is a woman's job. Boom, shoots the guy in the head. Reb's like, hey, man, that's not cool. Yeah, and that's everybody walks away disappointed, and Father Francois stands there. He's drinking out of a flask, like a homemade flask. It's Gilligan Island flask, Made if you will. Made out of a coconut, yeah. Yeah, and so he's just sipping on that. He's like, oh, boy, you really pissed them off. I think it was a pina colada he had. It was a nice pina colada. Yeah. There was an umbrella in there, yeah. beautifully fashioned umbrella. Right. And he's just like, oh, God, you really pissed them off. Did you notice they put on white face for you? Like, that was for you, and you've well, just remember, disappointed this him. Remember, this is Reb. He doesn't mind of a child. He's a child! <laughs> so he's confused. It's coming back to Thunderdome again. Oh. And then, like, Frost Francois was like, do I have to spell it out for you? Russians. Yes. The Russians drove us out. If there's two people. There's a woman, and then there's this beast of a man. He goes by the name Jakoda. And it just hearing Russia, he's like, fuck. Viet Cong are, are hard enough to fight, but the Russians, that's the true enemy. This is all some kind of weird coup to go from Vietnam over to Russia and beat them. So he's like, okay, if I get the chance to fuck up some Russians, I, I, got, I, got, to, I got to foil all their plans. So he goes over to where the villagers, you know, were, you know, pissing themselves because they're upset white man wasn't going to save them. He's like, okay, look, I'm sorry. I am going to save you. I appreciate your white face. You're right. My penis, bigger than Dolph's. Huge. And they're like, what? Dolph Lundgren? Yes. Yeah. They're like, Bigger. Hey, well, that was a thing. Lau stops him and goes, look, if we're going to die, you got the biggest penis I've ever seen in a white man. <laughs> and he's like, thanks, little buddy. He's like, scruffs up his hair. Yeah. So Reb's plan is he's going to take these, uh, he's going to take some of the villagers. It was only like 20. I don't remember if it was like yeah. the cripples. Or well, if at this had... point, he's like, we're just going to wander off and maybe we'll find my, 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 uh. Did they, did they give him a radio at this point? No, he finds a radio and a corpse. The... That's right. Uh, a corpse that just happens to fall on them. Well, it was a pair. It was an old was... paratrooper. But still. And, he, and of course he just happened to have all this like, uh, radio you... shit. And he was know. already a skeleton. Yes. Or he was. Well, that, that <laughs> fucking humidity dude. <laughs> And wouldn't that keep the body? Or the humidity? It would like shrivel it up, wouldn't it? Well, it would rot it away. It would rot it away. Okay. And you'd have all the bugs and all that shit. If you know humidity, just hit us up on the social media. From what I've seen from Walking Dead, as soon as you die, you're immediately a shriveled up corpse. This is true. So, yeah, luck would have it. A paratrooper just okay. happens to fall down in front of them. Yeah, he's leading these 20 people. That's all he could take. He's like, I'm going to take first 20 people. We'll come back for the rest of you. Yeah, and he was like, I, I, I can't remember if he took the sick and weak or if he took the able. The he able took, makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, he took the able. And Lau, of course, is in that group as a 12-year-old right. boy who's a master of the slingshot. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're going to go find a kind rendezvous. Kind of a quasi-reference to Road Warrior, except it's not a boomerang. That's a good a point. Slingshot. That's yeah. a good point. But they they were, like, going to go to what was supposed to be his rendezvous point. Mind you, he woke up. No, I don't think they know. I think he's just going to wander around. And then he just, luck would have it, yeah. this radio falls in his lap, literally, with yeah. a corpse. And he's like, "Oh fuck! I'm gonna call in my, I'm gonna call in Raddick and Harriman." And right as he tunes that in, we, we just of course like, it works perfectly. Yeah, everything, know? and it's tuned exactly how he needs it to. <laughs> yeah, the exact frequency he needs. Yep. So we zoom in on the radio, and then we zoom out, and we're we're on the other side of it with Raddick and uh, <laughs> ma- uh, Major. What's his dick? Major Harriman. Harriman. You love the the voiceover for that black guy. It was so like, a, "Hey there, partner." 
Uh, we, a, got, we got ransom here. It's like, what the fuck were they trying to do? I mean, were, I guess I, I give them points for not trying to do a black guy voice, but it was like the weirdest, did not fit this guy um, at all. You see, I wasn't paying that much attention. I didn't realize it was a black man. Um, and I what, know, you hate Asians. What I heard was kind of like a, a face thing where he always put on funny you know, voices and everything. So that's kind of what. Wait, I got, did, I, did I get that wrong? With the A team, who did who did all the funny things? Murdoch. Excuse me, Murdoch is what I meant. I thought he was doing like a Murdoch thing, no. so I, it worked for me. Okay. So Raddick, he's, he's he's hearing it. He thought fucking his enemy was dead. He was glad. Yeah, yeah. Why is Raddick so like shocked that uh, Rab is still alive? That's he, that's he's amazing. And so he's like, "All right, well, you make it to the blue zone, and we'll pick you up." Yeah. And then fucking. Uh, Rab hasn't forgotten what happened to Strike Command. Yeah. And he's like, they demand vengeance and justice. He's yelling this over the fucking intercom. Yes. Because I, I don't I don't know if the, he immediately talks to Raddick or if he talks to Major first. I think he Herman. talks to the Major first. And he, then he's like, hey, Raddick's here. Do you want to talk to him? Put him on! Yeah. And then he just fucking gives his demands. He's like, I demand vengeance. And I'm going to get it. When I come come back, and then Radic is sweating like a fucking whore in church. He's just like he's like he goes to Harriman. Is it really that good? And then Harriman just turns around. He's about to walk out the room. It's like no one can touch him, right? And then you just see piss stain just fucking grow on Radic's pants. So what's going to happen here is they are going to send a helicopter crew because Major Harriman's like I'm sending my copter boys over. We're all going out there. I'm going out there <laughs> to lead them. Right. You know they're they're gonna send out five holocaust his, his code name was Sad Dog. <laughs> it was it was like Sad Falcon or Sad Eagle. Yeah, Sad Eagle. Sad Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad we remember Murray. Another fun story from the road today. Driving around, man. So sad Eagle. Man with a hand painted uh, eagle on his truck. It was like a cartoony eagle. It looked like he was having some fun. Had a chainsaw in its claws. I was like, what is what is this even? Now, maybe they're like a tree cutting business. Maybe. So yeah, so like Herman's like, I'm fucking picking my boy up. He's like, well, you got 24 hours to make it to that rendezvous point, and we're gone. Yeah, yeah, we're calling you back. Every you know, we're aborting the mission after that. So we go back to Reb. He's still running through the jungle. He's he's hanging out with Lau. They're having a quick sit down. Everyone, everybody's sleeping. Well, Lau, he's finally found that father figure he's always wanted, yeah. oh, and he's like American. Tell me about this thing called Disneyland. Oh yeah, and then he just Reb. He kind of exaggerates a little bit. I mean, I, I've been. I think I've, I've been to Disney World one time in my life. I did not remember cotton candy trees. Okay, I've been there a dozen times, and I got to tell you, Reb, you're full of fucking shit here. <laughs> like, I get there's what not the, popcorn everywhere. There's not popcorn everywhere. Okay. Oh well, there is, but it's fourteen dollars. <laughs> okay. that's, that's you never said anything about price. You didn't say it was free. You said it's there. It's uh, available. If you climb a tree, you can get some of it. I don't know. I think when you say it grows on trees, it's emphasizing there's an abundance of it to the well, point. Well, maybe he said money doesn't grow on trees, and he was kind of letting them know that maybe, it's maybe. And he's just filling this kid's head with all these ideas about how amazing the whole fucking country is, like Disneyland. Oh my god, kids eating it up. His eyes are just twinkling with the excitement, and, and Reb, his smile. By the way, Reb, even when he's trying to look sad, he's got like a smile on it. He's so happy to be acting that he's just always <laughs> smiling. Yeah, I know. It's he's great. got a wonderful smile, though, so I love it. And 
we see in the background Lao's sister, who I don't think even had a name in this movie. Yeah, Lau's she's just sister. looking. She's a true blue, like, fight the power bitch. Yeah, and she's, she's had to live through all this shit. Yeah. So she's, she's just, probably been raped ten times. Who knows? Oh, boy. Well, yeah. This is war, motherfucker. I know, I know, I know. But you still got to Lao's bring... only probably been raped twice. <laughs> he's, he's still innocent. He's like Pongo, where he's used to old <laughs> men whispering in his <laughs> yeah, ear. Massaging his... Oh, so oh. she's just like, stop filling his head with all these fucking lies. No, I'm serious. This is what America is like Disneyland. Yeah. And Rabbit is just like, look, I'm here to fight for you guys. I'm here to serve, baby. And she's like, yeah. Freedom. Yeah. You're going to leave as soon as you realize you can't win this war. And, Ra- and Rab- somebody tell you, oh. no one can touch me. His eyes are emoting one thing, but his smile <laughs> says a completely other thing. He's, just a, he's happy-go-lucky. Exactly. So they're finally, the next day, the morning, they're reaching, they're about to reach that location. There's some scouts that are going out doing some recon. Yeah. Immediately executed. Okay, he says, hey, you three scouts, go ahead. You guys just, like, play it cool. I'll be in the middle here. By the time he's done with that sentence, sentence the scouts have gone 14 steps ahead, gun, gun down, just <laughs> immediately right. murdered. It's a trap. And I, I, this is the first for me. Reb is the master of the grenade. He, he uses really a is. He really a lot is. in this movie. Well, you saw that arm. It's a football arm. And as soon as he sees those guys die, that little mischievous grain is like, time to kill. He is so excited. He's like, oh, my God. I, I, we haven't seen Charlie in so long. I am ready. I did the math, and I think Reb could possibly, his character, could be the father of Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. Because... He is like it's like Home Alone. He's got all these traps he's setting, mm-hmm. and he's always got that little mischievous grin. Do you think they wanted him for Snake Eater? Because we know that's a movie about traps too. He, that would have been amazing if he was in Snake Eater. I mean, I love Lorenzo Lamas in it, but people would talk about Snake. Not us. People <laughs> would be talking about Snake Eater. We already talk about, it, of course, but right. other people would be. So they they head back to cover we, a little. We see bit. a gunboat coming down this river. They must be the blindest motherfuckers in the world, too. They are. We just saw earlier they couldn't see him with a spotlight on him. That's true. This so Reb's like, time for a gun show. Takes his shirt off, slaps yeah. a little peck jelly to keep himself warm in that while, cold water. While he's preparing it, he's like, man, I wish we had some grenades. Like, it's nice you guys had this peck jelly on hand. I wish you guys had, like, some grenades. And Papa Francois, he's just like, <laughs> motherfucker, I don't have my trapeze <laughs> equipment here, but you know what I do have? Grenades from the 1955 France War where we fought over baguettes or something. And I also got a guy's wife. Wait. Oh, Papa Francois. And then then, then fucking Red was, hot damn. He does. Oh, that hot damn he hits. Oh, my God. Made me think of fucking John DeHart. John DeHart. So, man, not turn around. He's already been such a mentor to Lau. Lau is picking up on his skills. Yeah. He is learning how to disguise himself as a dead man, and he's great at it. He's fainting <laughs> death like a champion. So we get shots while Possums we— Possums are like, is he dead? Yeah. That's how amazing he was. While we see— uh, uh, my, I was about to call him Tug. Reb go into the water, and he's he finds all like the, the, the swamp leaves hanging around, so he's like— <laughs> Camouflaging himself up, we get the cut. Swamp weed, <laughs> seaweed, swamp weed, <laughs> seaweed. He's, so, well, it's floating on the top. Seaweed yeah. usually is down below, isn't it? No, I think it can float on. Top. Okay, uh, but yeah. swamp leaves I've never heard of. <laughs> so he he's camouflaging himself up. 
And again, the tugboat is right 40 feet ahead of them. And nobody, who they just got gunned down from 150 feet away. But these people do not notice him because he's that good. He's just that good. So we, we see. No um, one can touch him, Griff. Yes. We see the villagers uh, running around and getting shot down by some of the Viet Cong. Right. We see uh, Lao who feigns death. And a guy jumps over him. Uh, uh, Charlie jump over him. And he pops up with that fucking uh, slingshot. The slingshot. And he fucking delivers a, a rock right to the throat. Bro, and it's beautiful. You know you can't cry out in pain when you get hit in the throat. <laughs> right. It's impossible. Or a knife right. to the chest. Anytime you're stabbed anywhere, you can't cry out. If you're it's, hit, it's a fact. Just like without your acknowledgement of it, you know, you just can't. You can't do anything. And we get a, a nice scene of Papa Francois, who stands back because he watches. He he has made it this long. He might be the illegitimate father of Papango. Was his name from last week? Just Pongo. Pongo. Uh, he must be the illegitimate. I'm father. sure he's the illegitimate father of a lot of kids. Yeah. He is a priest after all. Exactly, and a missionary. Well, they well they might. He might not get anybody pregnant if he's a priest. Well, I'm just I think saying he, he might maul his boys. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I think I think he's the father of Pongo because he's slippery like a snake. You know, he gets in and out of everything. So he manages to hide himself in some bushes and he gets that coconut, what was that, pina colada out, and he's just sipping it, watching people run by. But then he waltzes into an open field where he gets surrounded by um, the uh, some Charlies. And instead of shooting them, shooting him, they're like, hey, white guy, what are you doing here? And they slowly close in on him. He hides behind a tree and tosses a grenade <laughs> and kills them all. Yeah, they're not very good. I don't know how we lost Vietnam because they're not very good. They're clearly not. While that's going on, our man Reb finally rises up from the, 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 the Loch Ness Monster. He's like looking left and right because <laughs> they don't see him. Pulls himself up on that tugboat. Starts, he just, no, he just, no, no, this is so weird about it. He drops the grenades. They hear it. Everybody on the boat hears it and jumps off. So does this kill everybody somehow? No, it doesn't kill anybody, but it blows up the tugboat. Because he, he's got a whole thing of grenades, and he drops them down like a hatch, right? That, that's later. That's later? Okay. Yeah. He blows up the boat. That's all you need to know. And it, it is, it's like he put fucking 15 different bombs on here. The explosion is enormous. So, yeah, all the fucking uh, Charlies jump off the tugboat. He blows it up. So it's like, wait, he's in dangerous waters now, but he's so well disguised. They're in dangerous waters. Yeah, that's a good point. Him. Thank you, Rorschach. So, yeah, so he, he's just having a hell of a time. He's like, finally, I get something. This is like, this is red relaxing, just murdering people. So he's got, he's doing all his tricks. We got fucking loud pretending to be dead, jumping up, shooting people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Father Francois is like, I want in on that. So he walks out and he bumps into the man you don't want to bump this, into. This is after Reb has reconvened with them. We're going back a little bit there, but Reb has reconvened with everybody, so they're heading back over to the village. And, no, oh no, Reb Father is still Francois. A, no. I know what you're going for here, but no, Reb is still a step behind. But the villagers are continuing on safely, and Father Francois stops for, again for another drink. And that's the wrong time to take a drink. Must be, he bumps into a white Russian, mm. Mm. and I don't mean the drinking kind. It's our man Chakota. And he does his best Undertaker impression and choke slams the fuck out of Father Francois. Was, I gotta say, that was good. He's a seventy year old man, but he took that bump like a champ. Well, just like Terry Funk. And he breaks fucking Father Francois's neck or something, he kills him. 
But during this whole scrum, uh, apparently Father Francois was uh, scratching at his chest and everything. So we're about to learn that he he took a piece of Jakota with him. Right. So while the while Reb Reb tells villagers, go back to your village. I'll get you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lure the uh, the the Charlies this way. You guys continue that way, and so um, then he stumbles upon Father Francois, mm-hmm. and the first thing he does looks through his pockets. Yep, he's like, no money, and then he's like, why is his hand like clen- clenched yeah. up? Opens it up, and there's this little hammer and sickle, fucking like little button or something. Yeah, I call that a pinion. But okay. yeah, so and now he's, he's like, shit. Yeah, he knows. Russians he knows for sure. So we go over to Raddick, and he's calling back the helicopters now. He's right. like, okay, guys, I said 24 Trenched hours. Drenched in sweat. He's just like, look, you've given him 30 seconds. That's enough time. He's yeah. not there. Come back. Harriman's like, fuck you. I'm not leaving this guy. I'll do it myself because all the other guys leave. He's like, Sad Eagle ain't leaving, motherfucker. We're yeah. staying, and we're going to find our man. Yeah, the the pilot, he's just like, uh, sir, I can't leave. You know, my commanding officer's telling He's like, I'm your commanding officer. We're staying. So we go back down to the ground with Reb, and he's gearing up. He's getting ready to take well, down. We get a nice pointless scene where Jakota just kicks a cobra. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he punts that fucker. You can't have a you, you cannot have an Italian movie about animal abuse. They had to cram it in here somewhere. You're right. I this is know. a real life cobra that gets kicked in the fucking dick and goes flying. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm surprised that maybe maybe now animals have wisened up to it if they hear Italian filmmakers coming through with Mama the camera mia. equipment. They're just like fuck right off. These guys are gonna kick. Fortunately us. for that cobra us. though, Griff, Reb's an animal lover. So he's behind there, and he's just picking the guys off one by one, Jakota's men. Oh, yeah, silent. Again, with that little smirk on his face. He puts on that Swamp Thing outfit, fucking strangles a guy. He dresses up like a sexy woman, bats his eyes, and the guy goes, gosh, and then he stabs him in the throat. He dresses so up like good. an old lady. He's like, can you help me cross the street? And he's like, sure can, man. Puts his gun down. Ah, and stabs him in the fucking dick. He's just doing everything. Murray's been waiting for this moment to shine. Oh, that was perfection. I, I love it, though, because, it, okay, it's two Russians that we know of here, and then they're working with the Viet Cong. So this is their neck of the woods, and they literally have no clue what they're doing here. Reb is fucking in their house, schooling, dunking, fucking crossing roads all over their asses. It's It's great. But then... Reb sees, like, a guy in a tree, and that sets him off. He's like, no more of this silent bullshit. If you guys are going to climb trees, that's out of bounds. And so he starts firing at them. Right. So he takes down the one guy out of the tree, and now, it, you know, it becomes a little more chaste because now everybody knows. So Dakota's like, oh, everybody spread out, and we get some more. Somehow Reb gets a hold of a fucking radio, and ma- the Major Harriman calls him, and is like, look. You're, the landing zone's been changed to a different location. Can you get here? Shit, yeah, I can get there. All right, well, just go along this rice pad, rice paddy. And then, like, and then I think Jakota hears it or something. He's like, "Get the mortars ready." Yes, uh, they don't hear it. But what happens is he starts running across the rice paddy. You know what they do here? They intercepted it because yeah, they have all the right. one woman, and she's like, "All right." They're about Viet Cong, very ahead of their time. They had a woman general. Right. Well, that's what communism is. It's about equality, brother. That's a good point. We don't want any of that. <laughs> and so uh, 
fucking reps run right along this rice paddy. I want to point out, this was Reb. This yeah. is a very dangerous scene. There's yeah. literally explosions going off. And it's not a stunt, man. It's Reb himself running yeah. down this. And this is probably the worst way to hit one human target moving at cheetah speeds, by the way. He's running at 90 miles an hour right, right here. He's, he, you're saying Bolt's like, damn, that guy's fast. Yeah. Like, even even uh, Major Harriman, he's just like, Reb, how are we going to see you running through a rice paddy? We all know you're too fucking fast. You're going to have to, like, have a flag behind you or something so we can actually spot you. You're like a blur, sir. They actually called him so He's so fast, he's actually taunting the mortars. Shoot, you bastards! Shoot! But still, they're firing mortars at him, rockets at him. Like, this is the wrong way to take down one guy. But, hey, I mean, communism was good for one thing, but they're not good for two things. So, the choppers spot Reb. Because of all the explosions. And they get him in the chopper, and they take the fuck off. Yeah, they murder all the mortar round people and everything. They get him up into the helicopter. And, uh, yeah, they, they are going to take him back to home base. Back to the U.S. base. The media is just waiting for Reb, all the fake news. Oh, yeah, they were, yeah. And Radic totally jealous of this. He's like, well, I got stuff to say, too. We don't care about you. Do you know Ransom? Uh, yeah. Can you talk to him? Uh, no. And then fucking Reb just, he just, he just he's, he's not about the fucking glory graph. He just face bombs the entire media. Yeah. Rocks right up to the face of Radic. Fucking puts him in iron grip, fucking handshakes. Hey, motherfucker. Mm. I remember what you did to strike command. Great facials. Again, a little bit of a smile because Rab just so happy to be acting. And he's like, Radic playing the stooge. He's just like, you know what? This guy's a hero. And I'm going to give him a silver star. Yeah. And then then uh, Reb's like, well, only thing, I'm going to give you something. It's in the palm of your hand. Look, he put a little magic trick on him. Well, he did the old uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, get the coin out of my palm. And then he puts a different coin in his palm. He's like, oh, shit. And it's that little fucking Russian hammer and sickle pin. Yeah. And he's like, damn, I have one of these already. Whew. So he knows he's on to him. Yeah. We go into, like, their war room, and they're looking over their maps and everything, and Rep's like, look, I got these people over here, I got these people over here, and here's what I need you to do. I need you to help me get these villagers out. If we're... They believe in us. We're white saviors. They know it. But Radix like, I don't give a fuck about these villagers. I need proof that they're Russians there. You're telling me, but I'm not seeing anything. Here's a Polaroid. You go in there, you get me some proof, and then... And only then will I rescue these this village. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't realize that was what was happening. So here. like, uh, Reb's like, I can do that, no problem. We got forty eight hours. Forty. Oh shit! What Reb doesn't know here is Radic's timeline. Twenty four men, about thirty five minutes. So forty eight must mean something over an hour, just slightly over an hour. So Reb is actually Radic's got a problem with telling time. Yeah, Reb's got Reb's gonna have to get this turned around very quickly. So Reb, he gets the B squad of strike command, I guess. He, well, he doesn't even get the B squad. He gets like two guys to help him go up river. And again, Reb, huge smile on his face. He's Whoa. so happy. Well, he's gonna kill somebody. I mean, that's that's to make you smile and save people who and worship him. People. So they're going up there. We're getting a apocalypse now kind of vibe. They're driving yes. up those rivers. Very again, very calm. Big smiles. Everyone's happy. It's like you're in the middle of a war, apparently. Well, well he'll find out because we're coming up on a bridge. Yep. And we think nothing of it. It looks like something from Gilligan's Island. What could be up there? 
Then the side just falls down. It, it, this ain't no fucking Indiana Jones Temple of Doom rope bridge. No. This is the rope bridge of death. And there's machine guns. And they just open fire, kill everybody butt rap. Well, the other guys, they, um, you know, like the old uh, image of uh, birds drowning themselves by staring up into the rain and letting it, you know, drown. Uh, that's essentially what his friends did. They just stood there like, are these people shooting at us? I can't quite tell. Reb, Reb's down like, get down! Reb is using, he's using them as shields. I mean, he's just grabbing them, covering himself. And then he's playing dead. And the guys are like, and the bridge are like, we got them. They're yeah. dead. And then Red just pops up with a grenade launcher. Well, as we've learned before, uh, there's something about the Viet Cong where they can see from 150 feet away. Like, they have, like, a distance. But once you get within that 100-foot uh, perimeter, they can't see you anymore. So he pops up. He's slowly loading up a grenade into a grenade launcher. And they're just like... We did it, guys. We killed them all. And then they just get exploded. Now let God sort them out. And then Reb's like, let me sort them out. Boom! Blows that fucking bridge to smithereens. This is one grenade. It just yep. fucking explodes. Reb finally gets to that village. He makes a beeline he, straight He's to got that some village. cotton candy specifically for Lao. Oh, my God. He's so excited to give it to him. I'm surprised it didn't uh, shrivel up with all that water and everything. It probably did. Well, he, don't worry. Lao's not going to need it. Yeah. Because he stopped, everybody in the village is dead. It was like, is this Jonestown? Where's the Kool-Aid? No. <laughs> they were killed by, I'm guessing, Dakota. I like that they did not, they were like, we can't buy that much fake blood. So we're not going to have blood everywhere. We're just going to have, like, just a little bit of blood on a couple of people that he's going to interact with. And then, finally, because Reb, he, after he looks through all the pockets, he made any money. They didn't because they're a poor village. He finally spots this sweet, angelic little creature because he goes into the hut, I think the same hut he fell out of. Yep, and it's it's fucking loud. And there's a scene, uh, you know, how was Red Brown never nominated for an Oscar? Because he emotes the fuck out of this scene, so much so that Griff, we're gonna have to do a reenactment because this scene moved me so much. Yeah, time so, for a highly underrated reenactment. Let's do this. American. <laughs> American, they came. There were too many of them. There was a big man with a white woman. They wore red stars. Jacoda was his name. American, tell me. Tell me about this. This. Disneyland. <laughs> they got tons of popcorn there. And all you gotta do is go climb a tree to go eat it. <laughs> and there's cotton candy. Mountains of it. <laughs> it's chocolate milk and malted. And there's a genie. <laughs> and he can't wait to grant your wishes. <laughs> Chocona! scene holy shit holy and, griff oh. this is like a golden globus theater first we actually made each other cry we were that convincing yeah i i've I edited this together perfectly yeah, we, we actually we, had to stop for 30 minutes right and compose ourselves uh i lit a candle we both stared into it for, for a while we meditated we went to our souls i went to the black lodge did you 
No, I, uh, I I went wherever Joe Marshall or Joe uh, <laughs> just talked about where Joe Armstrong goes when he spaces out. <laughs> it's so easy to confuse. So I go this... to the trash lodge. I don't go to the black lodge. Yeah, I always go to the trash lodge. Yeah. Didn't I say trash lodge? You said I think you. I think you said black lodge. I thought I said trash. Anyways, so our synth music at this point it's got to intensify because emotions are running strong now, and whenever emotions run strong, you just need stronger synth. Uh, so Reb, he's he's got to go on the hunt. He knows he knows Russians are out here. He's already got Viet Cong to dispose of. We got we got a man on a mission here, Murray. And he finds, I guess, like a guard from the village that Jakota's working out of. And he's like, "Where's this Jakota? I don't know any Jakota, man. I don't know. Hey, uh, I, uh, I don't really know a Jakota. <laughs> I, don't I got know a joke for you. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want any jokes. You're gonna tell me. I don't know anything. And then he just goes, well, stand over there. And he pulls out these Predator. Well, yeah, no, he goes, it's right there. <laughs> and he pulls out these Predator binoculars. Yes. Where it's like. It's super computer <laughs> graphical <laughs> interface over it. Well, meep, 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 we're, meep. We're, you, we're being uh, very kind when we say supercomputer because it's the most low budget looking, wanting to look like supercomputer. They did a core dump. It's okay. <laughs> a core dump. <laughs> these are basically Predator vision. And he's and I, you can actually see better looking with your eyes than through this fucking thing. But here's the thing: I, I this is embracing the whole. Everyone fact. has eye issues here because the, the village is literally like it was 150 <laughs> feet away, so the guy could see clearly. But apparently, American eyes can't see over the 150 foot. Like we work in the bandwidth between that, so that's what was happening here. So while he was enraptured with looking at those binoculars, the guy's like, "Now's my chance to stab Reb." Oh yeah, Reb just looks over his shoulder, hits him in the face with the butt of the gun. Yeah, they did a great close up of that because they did the first person view of it, where it was the cam- he was butting the camera with his gun. Oh, and he's then so quick. Reb just he he gets like one of those like long like. Fucking, I don't know what you call it with like the bullets and shit hanging out. And oh he, yeah, and then it, he's it, just he's fucking Jakarta, Jakarta, Jakarta. He's just screaming it and just firing off his machine gun, destroying this village. If you've ever been like us, where we just go look for YouTube for rebels yells out there, <laughs> you always hear this one. It's beautiful. It's fascinating. And he's hitting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but he does. But Dakota hears it, and he pops up, and he surrounds fucking you know uh, Reb, and he's you know he's got to, he's got to, of course say call him Americansky. I like it. You're looking for me, Americansky. Mm. And then Reb's like, I'm looking for fucking hell, and he rips out because he's the master of the grenade. Pulls out a grenade out of his ass, same place that fucking the ninja from last year had all his ninja weapons. That's all right. And he's like. I'm going to blow us all up. I don't give a fuck anymore. You killed who, my best friend, Lau. Who gives a shit? Gives a Mr. shit. Mr. Russian okay. fringe fuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, right. But then Dakota, Dakota has an ace up his sleeve, an old ace ski up his sleeve, and he pulls out, I'm just going to go ahead and call it like his name is, the old boomer. Little Marty Boomer. Little Marty Boomer. The coward. Of the U.S. military. And right on cue. My bone spurs are bothering me, Dakota. Right on cue. He's like, just just kill him. I mean, I'm a coward. Don't kill him. Let me live. (laughs) And then he poops himself. So you get Dakota doing the whole what's that smell bit. It's in Russian, though, Murray. What did it sound like in Russian when he he said dookie? He said dookski. (laughs) (laughs) And so Reb 
even though he's disgusted by this wimp, he's got compassion. We've learned that. He's tried to save a village. Well, yeah, he let a Viet Cong guy go because he's like, no, 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 you, he's already a prisoner. You don't need to murder them. You know, we're fighting a war. We're not murdering people. Right. So he sees this. Yeah. He sees Except this, when it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Except when I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so he sees this sweet American boy with the bone spurs, and he's got these dreams of becoming the 45th president, and he's like, <laughs> oh, the fake news tells me I can't do it. They lock him up, and that's when he reveals, I'm a fucking bitch. I can't handle it. I'm just going to – I call everybody else a wimp, but really I'm the biggest wimp of all time. And so we learned that uh, Dakota. I think this was a scene stolen from Rambo too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they put they because boom, you can't break fucking steel, which is fucking Reb. So yeah. you break this fucking fucking breadstick, motherfucker. They put him in front of this radio. Go, tell us, tell them to Americans the propaganda, and he's just saying, "Was that Jamaican? Is he Jamaican <laughs> now?" What Well, who the fuck knows? His name's Dakota. That does that sound Russian? It to doesn't. You? It does. Maybe sound he's from Jamaican. Jamaica. Was Jamaica ever? Uh, well, that's Cuba. Actually, you say what? There was a communist. Yes. Country, yeah, that's true. It's like yum. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> tell Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of. Uh, was it hard to kill? What's the? What's yeah. The, no, no, not hard to kill. Mark for death. Mark, Mark for, for death. death. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Screwface. 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 He's like. So oh, they're making like the, the boomer tell all this bullshit, these lies, this fake news, and he'll he's he's hey, whatever you want me to say, boss, I'll yeah. say it. And he's just saying like America sucks and oh, Russia yeah, number one, Iran number one, America actually. Uh, this is a pointless war. You guys are fighting he's us. You don't even right about. I, I mean, he is right about that shit. No we man. didn't know back in seventies though. Yeah, it's true. So Reb is just like he's disgusted, but he's like he's a wimp. What's he? What's he gonna do? Yeah, he he he's got sympathy. He's got empathy for days. So he's just like Dakota. Why don't you give it to me? Give me your fucking sweet Jamaican barbacoa, and give me your torture too. Give me your best and your worst. And we got to point out, Dakota also has a blowtorch sitting right on the table. So he's just like. Heating up Boomer's feet. They're a little warm for you, a lot foot. That's right. He had the blowtorch, and he was, <laughs> yeah. like, holding it to his head. And I just love that Boomer, covered in bruises, bloodied, ear pouring out of his nose, his ears. got He's he's all scarred up. They must have been doing some pro wrestling with him or something, his forehead. Um, a couple chair shots, yeah. Yeah, a couple chair shots. But uh, what's interesting, I mean, I'm going a little ahead. We'll go back. But... After 15 days of being tortured, Reb is perfect. They couldn't yeah. cut him. They couldn't scar him. Nothing. I think he had a little dirt on his face. That he had a it. tan because they crucified <laughs> he him. better. Yeah. He, they well, yeah, they put him on the tree of woe from Conan. They yeah. Just, they, they strip him like to a loincloth, and he's just chained up. Wow. It's very homoerotic because Jakota's doing push-ups like naked, like next to him. Yeah. We we, we got to get to here in a minute. Yeah. We got we got to go back because we got Radic, and we have some comments well, He hears him. the propaganda over the radio. Yep. This is radio-free uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Yep. This is this is where he says, "No, guys, I I already said in Joe Armstrong. I said in David Bradley and his little nerd Carl, and they couldn't get him out. If they can't get him out, no one can get him out. So it's yeah. it's it's pointless. There's no chance. These guys, they're invisible. We we couldn't find them. We scoured the whole Vietnamese jungles, nowhere to be found. Can't get them. And fuck, Harriman's just in the background looking disgusted. He's just like, no one can touch him. 
We cut to the torture. We got we got straight out of Rambo. We got the like the bed the box spring mattress. So they got uh, Reb tied up to, and they're shocking him. I'm pretty sure what happened here, Murray, was they set him on a dryer with some shoes in it, and they set it to like an hour and fifty five minutes. Is whatever it is, Reb doesn't know the safe word because he's getting shocked the fuck out. Yep, they got fucking car battery to his testicles. They're hitting him with fucking kendo sticks. Oh, it's oh yeah, they had him walk <laughs> a walk. They had... They're doing weird shit where they're making him like like is he is he plowing a field what the fuck was that like he's pulling a wagon was he pulling a wagon yeah because how i saw it was he had a bunch of weights and it looked like he was he holding it up he had that above too. the punji sticks he had that okay and then that later a- on he's just pulling a wagon he has like a oh. thing like they put like an oxen on. uh have they seen rocky four or whatever <laughs> rocky it was that that they, don't they realize that makes him stronger they're making him so much well this is bat this is uh batman uh <laughs> the third one with bane too where he just gets stronger from environment <laughs> training. They are making Reb so much stronger. Stupid and they don't Russians. even realize it. And they're like they're making him plow fields. They're doing the tree of woe where he's just strapped out naked. And Olga's noticing that. This is the white woman that Lau brought up earlier. Oh, she's getting hot and heavy with this. And fucking and Jakoda notices too, and he's a little pissed off. Yeah. I like this because you were you're mentioning this before. Jakoda's just doing push ups in front of him. Right. He he's big. He's he's big old bolsky guy. That I man he's bulk. Bulkski. He doesn't have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white guy. Oh, for sure. He but gets... Olga's thinking that as she's watching rap. I like this, Murray. I like this. She's I... seen a lot of white dicks, unlike Lau. Yeah. He's only seen the ones that, that molested him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just you know, painting a picture. <laughs> so, Dakota uh, uh, gets up, and he's got this nice can of... Uh, it's a beautiful bottle of water, and he's sipping on it. And then he starts to pour it, and Olga stops him, and she pours it on herself because she's like, I need to cool down. You've been making me stare at Reb, it, just glaring in the sun. I'm watching me a tanner, watching that dick just grow longer. It's just getting bigger. How is it getting bigger? <laughs> I don't know. Us Russian women are really into big dick, Jakota. All right? So Oga's like, I'll put him in the cell. Don't you worry. And then she's like, and, and she puts him in the cell. He's just exhausted. He just collapses. Yes. And she, and she's just fanning herself. He closed up of her face. Well, she was very handsy when she was putting him in the jail, running her hands down. Well, she said, here, this, this salve will help you pack jelly. She's like, this salve will help your your skin. Oh, man. And it's like, it makes the baby smooth. I, I was expecting Reb to start hulking up right there, like stomping on the ground and putting his hand to his ear, listening for some <laughs> chants from far away distance. And, but we, we've been so concentrated on Reb. It's like, what's up with Boomer, man? Oh, God. Really? Are we going to go back to Boomer, <laughs> well, who probably made a boom boom in his pants again? I hate boom. this guy. Well, everybody does. And they're so disgusted with him. He's thrown back in the cell with Reb. And he's like, hey, 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 Reb, Ransom. I didn't read it today. I'm a hero like you. You're my, you're my hero. Tell me again about Disneyland. <laughs> and you know when you hear that, your moment's from death. Yeah. But Reb does. He reads him the rights. He says, yeah. the cat, cat. He's a little annoyed. Yeah. And there's peanuts. <laughs> there's circus peanuts. He's just going on. He's like, there's Snicker bars. It's like, it's like, are we at Willy Wonka's factory or are yeah. we fucking in Disneyland? What yeah. the fuck? Tell me again about Ronald Reagan's trickle-down economics is going to save America. And that's when he kills them. That that, that was the one line just, he He take. just breaks his neck, Stephen Seagal style. He's, he's, like, he's just so disgusted. And even though Reb just killed him, he's just like, he's dead. Boomer is dead. Busted! <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, it's a it's it's an Italian movie. You got to someone scream best. You got to have it. Your love to do it. They did it like nine times. So Dakota, he's like, I've I've done all the, the fucking pushups I can do. I can't beat this guy. My dick can't grow that big. <laughs> well, how am I gonna break this guy? And then he's well, like, no, he already knew he was. That was his plan because Olga was feeding him. Like you know, you can't beat him. You know, like I seen your dick too many times. Not good. His dick hot to the touch. So. Dakota's like, look, you know I can work this dick well, but what I've been doing this He's whole time. He's pulling the whole thing like he says with pencils, how to write your name type y- shit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I've heard that story before. Yeah. So he's just like, look, I'm working up here. You dumb broads don't understand this. You can't drive cars. You don't know how to drive 55. I'm in his brain now. And he's like. Don't even remove Boomer's body. Just leave it in there with him. Let him shit himself. Let him rig a mortis. You know what? When you go in there next, smear the feces all over him. Really make it stink in there. And that was finally the breaking point. Well, it looks like it. It looks like Reb's starting to crack. Because he's, yeah. he's been in the cell for a week with a corpse. Oh, yeah. And there's flies and maggots on him. It's awful. It's awful. And he's just breaking down. Olga, she's like, come here, my boy. I'll help you. Pulls him out. Sits him down in front of that radio. Let me shave you. Spon- she sponge ba- bathes him because sponge, of the man. shit and the maggots. Right, yeah. Right. So she wants to see that clean, glistening. Pecs. Gives him a nice shave, even though he's never even have stubble. He never has stubble. <laughs> Fifteen days doesn't have any shaving with a rock. He's like clearly he's <laughs> going total Flintstones in that cell. <laughs> and she's like, "Come on, all you got to do is say the propaganda." And he looks like he's going to break. He's going to do it. He's like, "Whatever you say." Well, yeah, she is pampering him. She's fucking just you know tossing giving him a hand job while oh. he, he's just like massaging. He's not shoulders. selling it at all. He's just he, staring off into he, space. He's been sleeping on a rock. He's got a knot in his back so big, and she's just working that out. And he's like, "Just tell me what you want me to say." And she puts the fucking you know paper in front of him, and then he's like, "Radio America, this is Reb." Ransom, and I gotta say, America, rock and roll. Trouble down economics, USA number one, USA. And she's like, "What? I thought we broke you." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break America, bitch. Oh man! So then he just fucking grabs her and makes a run for it. Yeah, and he just ends up in a series of tunnels. We're back into the fucking tunnels. There's again. Old- third week in a row. We go into ammunition tunnels, and they're always full of gas for some reason. <laughs> what is happening? I think this this tunnels is it shows up in every Italian movie too. This it has tunnels. Yeah, this is reason. the same tunnel for Muir, by the way, guys. <laughs> it is. It's the exact same. Even when they exit the tunnel, it's that same exit. Yeah, and so they leave. <laughs> I is. just imagine there's film crews lined up waiting to film. I wonder why here. there was that giant bat creature that was flying yes. in the background. Isn't that crazy? And so there's happens because because there's tons barrels and barrels of fuel in there. There's happens to be a flamethrower too, and this, you just see he's been tortured for weeks. And then his that mischievous grin, ting, and he's like, "This is I'm in my fucking you know wheelhouse now." Grabs the flamethrower, starts setting people on fire. Yeah, he's dragging uh, Olga by her hair like a caveman. <laughs> Very your, very yes. your. Oh, he's lighting up the barrels of gas and everything, and then he finds a, n- a nice M16 on the ground, or I think he picked it up off one of the guys he uh, uh, flamed up. But he grabs the M16, and they head out the cave, but all those barrels that he'd been lighting up, they're about to explode. Oh, my God. So he's gunning down people with the M16 he picks up. They get outside that cave again. That nice, perfect shot. He's just not in the loincloth this time. 
But the, right. those barrels start exploding, and uh, at this point, Dakota and everybody they're following through, but they can't get to them because they blew a blew up the tunnels. Right. There's just flames everywhere in a fucking cave. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so we th- at this point we're looking like he's ready to leave her. He's like, "All right, I I I don't need my hostage anymore. I'm on my own. So I'm going to tie you to this tree." Yeah. Yeah. They're running out of there and everything. He's got a nice head start. Why does he need to keep Olga around? You know what it is, Murray. He needs to convince her that America is awesome. Well, he's is. he's he's doing the whole popcorn in the trees and cotton candy bushes and we don't even brush our teeth because our teeth are perfect. Well, his are. Yeah. He's smiling. That's a good point. So he ties her to a tree. And he's like, "See ya." Wouldn't want to be ya. And then the Viet Cong show up, and they're like, "Clueless Viet Cong." These are the goof goofs of the Viet Cong. And they're like, "Hey, sexy woman." Oh boy. And yeah, Long Duck Dong shows up, yeah. and just as they're about to rape this white woman, Reb can't have that. He had that on his conscience, so he comes back. Hey, you guys! Oh man, swings in, kills some more Viet Cong. He was as this playing girl. You're coming with me. You're my hostage. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna show you how, how great America is. Takes him out. One of them has a radio, I guess. I don't know. Everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so convenient. How Another bear corpse flops down out of the trees. <laughs> it's full skeleton. He's like, what? how many times has this happened in your lifetime? It's the second time this week I've had a, a rep- corpse with a fucking radio. You know what? I get- Tuned to the right wavelength. I was I was wrong to think that these uh these Vietnamese people were were you know that were praising him and you're the white god and everything. Clearly, yeah. Reb is yes. the white god yes. because whenever he needs it, he summons <laughs> a corpse with the radio from the heavens. So yeah, so you're he right. calls up and Radic just happens to be there. He's like, well, that we have the black guy. Hey, Sergeant, there's a, a, a ransom here. Want to talk to you? It's my black guy voice. And so Radic's like, great. I'll pick him up. Oh, my mighty God. I'm so happy. So he's like, you got the evidence? Reb's like, I got a Russian right here. I don't need any pictures. And like, great. And then, so, it fucking, it's, it's, just pick him up. End of story. We know Russians are, you know, like, Russians, we're backing the fucking North Vietnamese. I don't know why we need proof that the Russians, when we know that there were Russians. I don't know. Ah, uh, hi I don't know. Getting too back, getting too into the real world with this. It, yeah, for sure. So Reb, he's cut. He's just, you know, he's like a kid in a candy store, kid in Disneyland. He's yep. just killing and laughing and having a good time, doing his disguises. Again, via Kong, they grew up here and everything. They don't understand their own land, but Reb has mastered it. More disguises, <laughs> more trickery. This, again, uh, we I brought up a team earlier. He's he's doing a whole Hannibal a, a bit here. He's constantly in disguise. At one point, he right. pretended to be Dakota. At one point, he was Oka. Remember that point? And yes. then he stabs it. And then, like the movie from last week, he pulls off the fucking face. Yeah. And it's cause... I love when he, whenever he does the woman bits, I love it. Because this time, he was wearing, like, the micro skirt. And I, yeah, oh, not, he gets the one Viet Cong guy, and he's pretending like he doesn't want it. But he's, like, signaling. And Reb does a good job of speaking with his eyes. So he's saying with his eyes, I want it, even though he's saying no. Via Kong starts reaching up there, finds the biggest <laughs> dick in the Viet. No, he doesn't. When he finds a grenade, <laughs> <laughs> and he just blows up. What is this? <laughs> oh God! It's a cartoon, everybody. This movie is a cartoon. 
Oh, so this whole time he's outsmarting Finally, everybody well, while carrying Olga around. Finally, the Disneyland talk is sinking into Olga's head, and she's like, "Maybe America is the most perfect yeah. country on the Night world." Nightfalls. They're like camping. They're being very quiet. They're whispering very softly. And Reb, when he goes, when he goes whispered, we're used to him yelling, but when he goes whispered, it's the perfect Murray. You remember this four letter word, ASMR voice, right. and she is just like, "Oh my god." Tell me again about Top 40 Radio. Who, what, what is Destiny's Child? I want that. And so, yeah, she's she's been converted. She's full-blown American now. Yeah, and there's even a moment <laughs> where he's about to be snuck attacked, uh, you know, murdered, and she gives, uh, gives it away. Yeah, she's like, no, and then she leaps in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> takes a bullet for him. Didn't need to. But before she does, she's like, you know that Radic guy? Yeah, he's working with us. Yeah. That's why he's always sweating all the time. <laughs> and you know, he owes us he owes us four hundred million dollars. But uh you know, Rab's not gonna believe it. He's like, No, no, it's like, no. No way. That he says that Radic, he's a piece of shit. I saw him. But he's an American face. piece of shit. Exactly, exactly. And he ain't gonna betray our country. Exactly. So it just so happens that he goes running out of an empty field. This is where Olga yeah. takes a bullet for him. She runs out, and she gets gunned down, and it just so happened that Reb is like, oh, shit. I was actually falling for her. This is fucked up. So he hides behind a nice tree, nice birch tree in the middle of the jungle here. Wasn't expecting that. I love my trees. This doesn't make sense. It's a bungle in the jungle. Bungo. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so now he's got to fight Radic in a helicopter, and all he's got is an M16. How is he going to do that's it? That's all he needs. Oh, yeah. It's all he, well, he takes, he's got at least a dozen. Grenades, grenades up his ass But still He knows the trajectory And the fact that The helicopter Will He's blow it back like the, the, Last week He had the shuriken Like little dispenser He's oh, a yeah. grenade dispenser On his belt Yeah It's like a soda pop dispenser So He he spends Maybe 14 bullets To take down this helicopter That's all it takes Gets the gas He shoots well, the gas We saw can. a helicopter Get taken down last week too That's, That's right So yeah Always. Usually we see it with a grenade launcher. <laughs> right. And we know his guns always have a grenade launcher attachment. This one doesn't. He just shoots it down with bullets. But it goes off behind trees. So what happens here, Murray? What What do you think happens? We don't know because Rub's got more work to do. Well, yeah, because there's another boat. Apparently they rent a lot of boats for this movie. The, he's autistic, okay? He's got he's he's got ADHD. Well, they say, like they do say, a lot of autistic people are obsessed with trains. Maybe <laughs> his thing is boat. I'm not even making that up. Okay, maybe boats is his thing because he could have followed up because he Radic just killed somebody in front of him, and he just learned that Radic is working for the wrong. For- you think he'd have a vendetta against Radic and want to see where that helicopter crashed, no. but he hears that fucking boat. <laughs> And he's like, there is no way I'm not going to go murder this boat. Reb hasn't been shirtless in about five minutes, so he has to take his shirt off again. He's got the Steve James clause in his contract. I mean, he is the white Steve James. (laughs) He is the white Steve James. Dives underwater like a frogman, sneaks up. He's going to do his old move. You just dump the fucking grenades in the hatch. This is your more elaborate one where he gets onto the boat. He takes out a couple guys with a knife, and everybody, we already know the action movie logic. You stab a guy. Doesn't matter where you stab him. If they're surprised, they can't make a sound. No. So he gets the one guy in the butt, and he instead of shrieking out, he's just like, "I'm dead. I'm just dead." Ouch. <laughs> yes, he whispers it. Ouch. Where are my nunchucks were hidden? 
and he sets off. He, he's got like a whole fucking like bandolero of grenades. He puts it down a hatch. Where was he keeping the grenades, Bart? <laughs> Same place that the American Ninja was keeping exactly. his weapons. He's just laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's like, time to disappear because he kills everybody on the boat, or he thinks he does. Yeah. And then he's like tiptoeing, sneaking up. I don't know why, because he's killed everybody. I would think, why wouldn't he just take the boat to get the fuck out of there? I thought he was going to use the boat. Because he's slowly killing everybody, but then he sees, like, these little poo patches. And he's he like, can't stop himself from blowing up a boat. It's like, this is where you escape. He's like, this is going to be the ultimate flaming uh, trash bag of It's an armored boat with machine guns. You can just get away, go yeah. back to the, you know. No. Exactly. He's like, when he sees a boat, he's got to blow it up. And he up. could perfectly hide himself, so the Viet Cong will be like, oh, it's one of our boats. No. I got to blow up the boat because I've got the ADHD <laughs> hard fucking core. So, yeah, he just blows up the boat. Well, he's about to, and then one survivor puts him in a chokehold, and we get about five seconds of drama. We're like, is Reb going to get off this fucking boat? Of course he is because he just stabs the guy in the throat. Yeah. Leaps off, blows up. And, Murray, if you were already thinking, what the fuck? When does this movie get end? Because <laughs> it's 90 minutes, and I feel like we're at the 140th minute at this point. He hops into the jungle, and suddenly Jokoto appears. Suddenly. And they don't just go from a beachfront, you know, where he just jumped. Well, not beachfront, but, like, uh, adjacent to a river or whatever, right. you know, they were by. They're suddenly on a cliff. Right. They just magic their way Well, up we don't there. know that at the moment. We think they're, they're just in a field. Sure. Maybe their fight just carry them up there. And then they just, you know, it's time to fight. So, you know, when you get in a fight, you take your shirt off. Well, Slap yeah. on some pack jelly. Absolutely. And then they're just fucking... Just, no, no fucking defense at all. They're just punching each other in the face. Classic fight, kicking yeah. Kicking each other in the balls. They exchange uh, dick kicks, you know, for minutes. There's eye gouging. This scene, I've never seen this before this or is since. The this is the best. This is the best. Because hey, we're, we're used to... I've got to build this up a little bit. We're used to seeing this with sword fights, you know, where they stand back <laughs> and then they run and they collide swords, you know, right. and you're like, what, what happened? <laughs> and then one guy's like... You've defeated me. Well, one guy, usually his head falls off. Or yeah, something. or something like that. Like yeah. Highlander. No, this is like, uh, th these are two alphas. So they're going to do like a ram, like, like the animal a ram. They just bash their skulls together. It's amazing because they go, it's such a quick cut because they're like punching each other and everything. It's the most awkward cut. It is. All. It really is. It's a griff cut. They just <laughs> stop it. They're standing 100 feet away from each other now. Bruise, battered. This looked. This looked good. They couldn't. They couldn't bruise him when they were torturing him. But Jakota <laughs> can now bruise him. So they stand out, hundred feet, run, slap heads, and then suddenly they're fifty feet away from each other right. again. And then Jakota, he's he, he's always he's outgunned. He can't beat this guy, so he's got to do the mental shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's got to beat like, him in the head. This fight reminds me of Marikanski. When I killed your little boy, Lao. Ah! That just fucking triggers. Well, yeah. Well, that was bad enough. But then he goes, I told him Disneyland isn't real. And that the price gouging is incredible. <laughs> and that he won't be able to get the Mickey Claus he wanted because of $35. And the Hegemensky family can afford $35. And Punches them in the dick, and then they're on the they're on a cliff face. All of a sudden, it's the Mac and Me cut where suddenly <laughs> there's a wheelchair falling over a cliff. A fall, it's a waterfall. So we, we, yep. we assume he's died because that's a pretty big waterfall. It's a huge waterfall. <laughs> you should have even said assumed he's died. He's dead. He's, he's just dead. dead. All right, guys, he's dead. We already know this. Yeah. It's a fact. End of movie. This is the end of the there movie. There is no uh, Mac or is 
it was Mac was the alien. There's no Mac in this uh, world, so it's, he's clearly this is dead. Cheese. So uh, we're gonna go over to our military base where Fine. Rap is I returning. Apparently, found another boat that he he drove to. the He flew. Bay. We know he okay. flew. Rap is all powerful. He fl- he just flew back, and he's just Radic. Radic, and he's got the machine gun. Another fucking rip off of Rambo. He just goes into the room where they have all the fucking computers and shit, and starts blowing it away with the machine gun, file cabinets, everything. But where's Radic? He's not there. Yeah. So some guy comes up from behind, just gently taps him on the shoulder. He's I think like, it was Sir. Harriman. He's like, it's Harriman. It's okay. okay. Calm okay. down. He know he knows how to shush him in the proper way that soothes him because yeah he knows how to cut through the ADHD right but he puts, puts some fucking um, uh, Ritalin in his mouth makes his mouth chew <laughs> make him chew <laughs> gets him from behind and just rubs chews, his yeah. throat uh, goes down puts it in down. a little piece of cheese like you give your dog <laughs> uh, American cheese. Of course, you can't find that in Rev, Vietnam. It's Rev hard Cam to find American. Rev cheese can't in resist that. He was like, he, he smelled it. And he's like, I don't want any of that. It's American cheese. He's got a tray of Lunchables. He's just like, here, boy. Yeah, calms him down. And he's oh. like, he's he's gone. Yep. We don't know what happened to him. So we just fade away. And this we, is where I was like, wait a minute. This was set in Vietnam because <laughs> we cut to modern day Manila. Because obviously this was filmed in the Philippines because all these movies were filmed I in figured, the Philippines. Yeah. And the major, he's like. You know, oh, and this is obviously they're just like doing guerrilla like uh, filmmaking because they're in an airport and it's like the worst lighting and everything. They're obviously using this handheld camera to do this yeah. scene. Reb's literally probably getting off the boat on a boat, you know, yeah. the, the airplane, meeting up with this guy dressed up in a military outfit. They, he's like, hey, before I tell you, let's go relax at a cockfight. We haven't had enough animal killings in this movie. I know, Italian movies. They're just like, <laughs> how can we fit more animal abuse in this? So they're at a cockfight and, 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 Fucking! This is the one time I was shocked. No smile. This is true. You're right. He's this, just staring off, and he's not even enjoying animals killing each other. Maybe Reb didn't want to be in Manila. Maybe. Maybe that's why he never finished all his rebel yells. That's a good point. Maybe they didn't pay him. Maybe that's why he was pissed. That's also a good point. And the major's like, "Look, this guy, this guy Radic. He's he's like a businessman now. Yeah. He, you know, he's working out of here. He's working. I, I already got the name of the company." It's Vandalay Industries. He's an importer, exporter. And uh, he's cutting back on the exporting, but he's he's hitting hard on the importing now. Offices right by the docks. And then that just ting. Like, you hear him, like, mutter, nothing good happens at the docks. Mm. And then he just, he just doesn't even acknowledge the major. He just leaves. What I'm fascinated about, as he muttered that under his breath, he also does a rebel yell under his breath. Kind of like me because I blew my voice out. Yeah. And so he's, he comes to the, the – is this a legitimate business? Got a secretary. I want to point out, these people – does he – he doesn't care. There might be people like secretary just has a job here. And she Reb, know. Reb knows no better. As far as we know, this is a legit. This really is a legitimate business. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Everybody here is an innocent bystander. No, if you, as far as you work for Reddick, you're you're not. You're not. There's nothing innocent about you. Apparently, as far, according to Red. According to Reb. Reb, yeah, he is ping pong comet pizza guy. He ran into this office building and was like, "If you're associated with him, you're a terrorist." Yeah, that's funny because he did say, "Where are the kids at? Where are the kids?" And the secretary's like, what are you talking about? I know you're associated with Clintons and we, John All we Podesta. do is import and export um, Japanese dolls with heroin. We yes. know. And, and he's just like. Russian Japanese dolls. And then he's like, 
Well, I got something for you. Reaches down back to his I ass. I got a very new doll for you. God pulls out a you grenade. You hear a fart noise for, you know. Puts a grenade. Like, it's like, what is that? It's a bomb. It's going to kill you. He is good at the sadistic face here. This was this was crazy. So she just takes the fuck off. Obviously, she's just an innocent woman. She's a second. She didn't know what's going on here. Exactly. She was in Vietnam. She was probably like 10 when this happened. So Rab turns around and lets this bomb explode from, you know, a foot away from him. But it's okay because <laughs> he turned around and he shielded his eyes. It's like the Ark of the Covenant. You just don't and look. That, and that, that warns Radic. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? So... Apparently his hunch was right because they their their walls are all lined with guns and swords and <laughs> knives and shurikens and swords more swords more swords and uh, Much like the in the crow that wall yeah. of swords that guy Rad- Radix on the phone he's like Mister Glassamere I gotta let you go someone's here <laughs> hangs up I'm tying this in I'm tying it in all it's seamless and then. He pulls out a machine gun out of his ass, apparently, and just starts murdering everyone he comes into. It's fucking straight out of, like, uh, some crazy guy in America that would just shoot up his place of work. Tom and Ping Pong Pizza. <laughs> He's just killing Batman everybody. Batman movie theater. Show me the children! And they're like, what the fuck? We're just exporting Chinese dolls. Killing everybody. Apparently, uh, Raddick took his goons with him, even the black guy with the white guy voice, because they, they come out, they get shot. Yep, that's right. And he's just calmly, it's like it's like what, when the Terminator goes to the police station, he's just calmly mowing people down. Yeah. Oh, that scene's wonderful. I watched Terminator for the first time like a month and a half ago. I never watched it. You piece of shit. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It was wonderful. So he just senses that Raddick's in this room because the door is closed. Yep. And, you know, he loves his grenades, and he loves his grenade launchers. Oh, yeah, and they love – they reuse the same cut every time of a close-up of him, like, loading up a grenade into the chamber. Economical filmmaking. Co- yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Cocking it, and it's very slow and sensual and sexual and rubs it a couple extra times. Very phallic. Very phallic. Very phallic. And he's like, I got a sperm-of-the-moment decision like right one, now. one one frame cut of this big white dick. You just you, you, you blink, you miss it. But uh, yeah. subliminal, you see it. Mia Murray, biggest see, white dick you've ever seen. Mia Murray see at 120 frames per millisecond. So we we see this shit, and so, that's why this movie felt so long from us is because we see things. That's why we can't do over 90 minutes because it's like it's like five hours. We us. were talking about doing another movie to honor a certain somebody, but we were like, it's too up. No, we can't do that. It's not, too much. It's too not much. Now. Maybe that, later. That becomes a four and a half hour movie for us in our right. 185 frame brains. Right. And we do so much research on top of it. We don't have the time. Just research on research. It's just right. unbelievable. So Reb kicks the door open. And we. <laughs> this is I don't, does he kick the door? I thought he just shot through the door. He might have shot through the door. Either way, you see one frame of uh, Radic in there. And then the next frame, it is a robot with eyes. <laughs> It might have been from Terminator because <laughs> it was like some. It was probably that same dummy that got blown off that got us thrown off of Facebook. That's yeah. And, oh, oh, that's right. We got thrown <laughs> off Facebook for that. Yeah, yeah. We we were we should have just talked about Holocaust denying. That would get let us stay on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, Braddock's dead. The mission is solved. So he's just ready to. It's, it's time to walk off in the sunset. He's just walking on the office. You expect him to throws take, the gun down. Yeah, I expected him to take a couple pens for himself. Maybe some some nice legal pad. You know that beautiful yellow. I, I used to have it, but I don't have it anymore. Okay. So he walks out of the office. It's a beautiful day. Sun shining. You hear the hot dog man in the background. Oh, I forgot to mention Raddick was the hot dog man. Yeah. From Bronx Warrior. We never brought that up. Yeah. That's hot dog. Yeah. 
And then we hear, looking for someone Americansky. Right out of a Bond film, Jaws appears. And then apparently, Dakota went to that same prison that the fan of the Paradise went to because he has silver teeth now. He's our Jaws from Bond, which was the bit I was trying to do. And I'm we went up. What we were saying, we're tying it in. I'm trying we're, to tie in as many fucking episodes as yeah, I can. I like it. And then. Uh, sing Song Prison. Sing Sing. Sing Sang. Sing Sang, because that's a real prison. That's right. And that was the thing. They have oh, a kind of, they have a fucking lackluster fight here. I mean, Reb is fucking jobs them, man. Well, suddenly Jakoda is like, my physical strength is now in my teeth. So like <laughs> a rabbit animal, he's trying to get him with his teeth instead of using his physique right. to take down Reb. So he's trying to bite him, and Reb is holding his jaw open like he's fighting a <laughs> lion. And then Reb realizes. Are you sure he was trying to put his head into his mouth like a lion? He might have been. Reb realizes, oh, here's what I can do. He turns his fist sideways and not up the ass, but in the mouth. And he gra- well, he goes into his own ass and gets another grenade. <laughs> throws the fucking pin out of it. And we're all getting those fucking John Claude and uh, hard target vibes. And it's just like, oh, shit, he's going to put that on his pants. No. He's going to stuff it in his mouth. Uh, and he blows up. And the only thing that's left are those, those teeth. And we get a nice Rick Bodie style joke from uh, from Reb at the end. Like, hmm, Russian dentist, I got some joke for you, Russian. He's a Russian dentist, makes some pretty good damn dentures. And we all don't laugh, we just groan. <laughs> <laughs> Wink at the camera. We walk see off t- into the sunset. We see a very- and then we see Michael, played by Reb Brown, and he was never called Michael. Never. Ransom. Always ransom. Ransom. Wow. Wow. Our voices are blown. My Me and Murray will hang out for blown. probably the next five <laughs> hours. And we will not say a word to each other because... Because we can't. We can't. The we're, gonna, yells, we're actually going to record some. What is it? SRAM? What are the fuck's they called? ASRM. Yeah, SRAM. ASMR. Excuse me. Wow. ASMR. ASMR. So, Griff, have we ever done a prison movie? I know we've done movies, obviously, with prison. I just wanted to say, we originally, because, of course, we lost the greatest James Bond of all time last week, Sean Connery. We were going to do Zardoz. And we will do. We'll do it next month. I'm fucking swamped with work this week, so I'm exhausted. I can barely watch a 90-minute movie. That's that's like an hour 47. That's too much for me. Yeah. I don't know we're, if you have to slow it down. Whenever I write my notes, I have to end up pausing, and then Milhouse interrupts. I don't know if Ava interrupts you, but it's like... Uh, even just doing all like a ninety minute movie turns into two and a Basically, half. Basically, the shit we do for you people, you're just so entitled. <laughs> so no, um, no, we love you. So uh, yeah, we'll do Zardoz eventually. We'll that, do it next month. Yeah, I, I, I because hate I you actually for that. I, yeah. I want to do sci fi and fantasy for December. So that's that'll be mm. a nice fit in. There. I keep seeing one that I really want to do, and it brings in a, a it brings in one of my favorites. Well, we'll save that for later, even for me. So we're not going to do Stardust, we're gonna, but we're going to do a canon movie because I'm like, we've been slacking and we we got big fucking numbers for American Ninja 4. Why? I don't know because it's the worst American Ninja movie. It's the sleepiest movie around. This is Joe well, we Biden We haven't seen five yet. Five might be worse, but I don't think it is. It is the sleepiest of all the American Ninjas. It's, it's the sleepy Joe Biden of movies. So we're going back to canon. We're doing a prison movie because we've never done one. We want to mix up these genres. We want to make it interesting. We're going to do... Because you know us. 
We don't start with the first movie. Oh God, no, no. We start usually with the third, and we're not stopping. Murray, if I were, if you were ignorant to Nintendo, I'd say don't start with Super Mario Brothers one. Go straight to three. Well, you got to start with one because you get that with the fucking Nintendo side. Well, yeah. Again, (laughs) if you're ignorant to Nintendo, you have not touched Nintendo. I'd say play Super Mario Brothers three. It's perfection. Okay. But if you get a Nintendo, you already have. Super Mario Brothers Thank 1. You, Murray. God damn it. <laughs> and you're drinking out of Super Mario Brothers 2 glass as we talk well, about this. I'm, as I learned recently, I'm sorry, I'm going to sidetrack us here. Um, There was a talk about the comic book show The Boys recently. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you need to watch The Boys. And I was like, I'm not really interested in seeing that. The comic was okay. But I heard the premise. I'm happy they did what they did. Mm-hmm. I don't care to watch it, though. I want to hear somebody come to me and tell me about how they watch Legion mm. and what they thought of that. And then this other guy goes, Legion was too artsy. It, they don't get it. This is why I don't like talking about. What losers are you talking to that are saying these things? I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed them both. But you're going to enjoy next week's movie because we're doing Penitentiary 3. Triple. It's got an amazing midget fight. You're going to want to see that. You know how I feel about midgets. So next week, people, don't drop the soap, but keep it warm.